You're listening to Navid Musa of The Mindset Movement. Hey guys, Navid Musa here from NavidMusa.com and Navid Musa, The Mindset Movement, the podcast. Um, so listen, we launched this mini-series here. Last week we had part one, today's part two. Again, it was a small intimate setting with a group of investors, both seasoned and inspiring. And uh, we just, they wanted to hear my story, so I, I told them the story. And this is part two of four parts in total. Enjoy. I take this job. I go for this job. The VP who hired me is now retiring several years later. She's retiring. Wonderful woman to this day. Um, still friends. And she says, listen, I'm, I'm, she pulls me in and goes, hey, listen, I'm leaving this job. And I think you should, you should go for the promo. I'm like, okay, sure. She said, yeah, you should go for it. To me, I read that as in you got the job, Navi. Just go ahead and get it. You know, just apply. That's how I interpreted it myself. So I go and I apply for it, and everyone's like, oh, man. I mean, to a point where my staff was like, we're going to miss you. We're going to be like, oh, yeah. They didn't hire me. They took somebody else, brought them in, and then they asked me to train that person for that job. And I was like, hell no. <laughs> like, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. You know, I, I refuse to do it. I, at this time, I'm going through learning real estate. So I'm burning the candle, as they say, on both ends. I'm at my 9-to-5 job, and I'm going to real estate school from 6 to 9 at the same time. I'm going, I think, two days a week, and then every Saturday I was going. Um, I did that for March, April. I did that for three months, essentially. Every Tuesday and Thursday, I believe it was, um, some Fridays, and then every Saturday, I did it for those two months there. And um, I got scared. Like, I got my, so I didn't get the promotion, Passed my real estate exam May 31st, and they wanted me to train this person, and I'm like, and I'm learning real estate all at the same time, so um, it, it it became too much. It became too much that I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do real estate. I'm going to do real estate part time only. I'm going to do part time. I'm going to keep my job. I'm not going to quit, and I'm going to go ahead and just suck it up and train this 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 new VP. So I did it, and as I'm training this new VP, every single day I'm just, just dreading it. Like, I'm, I'm like, I can't believe I didn't get this job. And, and so I'm like, I, I can't do this. So I put my notice in. Didn't tell my wife that I was quitting. Um, I put my notice in at work. Here's what really solidified, because I was scared when I did that. When I put the notice in, I was super, super scared. I was like, I put this notice in. I didn't tell her. I don't have a backup plan. And for those who, I think Maylene's the only one here who knows my wife. Um, She's very conservative. She's very, very, very conservative overall. So I know if I would have told her, she would have said, you're jackass, go back and get your job. But I, so that's why I didn't tell her. I was like, now I'm not telling you because I don't want you to convince me to do, quote, unquote, the right thing. When I put the notice in, they didn't even try to get me to stay. Nothing. What they did do was they posted my job. Two people. You took my job and you posted two people. So you knew what I was actually worth. I didn't know apparently what I was worth, but they knew what I was worth. I was worth two people the whole time. So now I was like, that was the best thing that could have happened. When I saw that, I'm like, shit, I'm worth two people. I'm out this bitch. I gave you a four week notice. It's now a two week notice. I'm out of here, right? Now I left and I was on cloud nine until I got home and told my wife that I quit. Cloud gone. Cloud was totally gone. I was on the floor. It was over. So I'm like, okay, 
Now what do I do? I said, look, babe, I got to figure it out. I'm going to commute to Harrisburg because that's what I was familiar with. I didn't know this market over here at all. So I commuted to Harrisburg. So this is why I kind of led that little side note of her sister and I. Her sister, married, has kids. They were living in Harrisburg, outside of Harrisburg. They said, you can come stay with us three, four days out of the week. I was like, great. So I went there every Sunday night and I came home every Thursday. So that was it. That took a toll on our marriage. We had just got, we had just got married. That took a toll on our marriage. So I stopped that. So now I'm commuting to Harrisburg from Oaks Autobahn, basically, which is an hour and 40 minutes, roughly, one way every single day. I'm commuting, going back and forth, back and forth. Meanwhile, I'm on this car, this German car on 20-inch wheels that's six, like 60 bucks a day in gas, okay? I'm maxing out my credit cards just to put gas in. I'm doing this, I'm doing all that. And I had some, some good stuff happen to me. But before that happened, some more bad stuff happened to me. I get my license, I'm commuting to Harrisburg, I, and I call my brother up who's in real estate who will help me out with my building. He goes, you know what, I have an agent who, who does a lot of REOs, REOs foreclosures, real estate owns what it stands for. He does a lot of bank owned properties, a lot of REOs, he could use your help, and he, I'm buying a lot off him, so I know he's busy. He was like, I'll make a phone call, he'll hire you. Great, no problem. So he does. He goes, come here, hire me. You come here, you got the job, man. I know your brother very well. If you're, any, if you're anything like him, this will work out great. So I took his word for it. So I go there. The dude's a douchebag. He's, he's an idiot. Um, and I go there and I do what I think what I'm supposed to do, which is evaluate these properties. So quick little education here. When a property goes into foreclosure, okay, when it actually gets foreclosed on, the bank, hire, the, the bank says they hire an asset management company. So for example, if Bank of America forecloses on a, a bank, Bank of America doesn't actually, they buy it back, but they hire a property, a third party property management, uh, asset management company to run those assets for them, only the foreclosures. That asset manager is now tasked to find a realtor on a, in, a, in a, like a database to run the properties for them. By running it for them, I mean put it up for sale and evaluate them. That evaluation part is called a BPO, a broker pricing opinion. Now they were paying back then about 50, 60 bucks per order. All you need to do, you drive by the house, you take a front picture, an address picture, an angle and an angle, the front street or the front street, the back street, and you go back to your office, you sit down and you pull comps. That's what you have to do. You're 50 bucks and you're done. I did about three grand, 2,500, three grand worth of that work in one month for this gentleman here. He told me how to do it, I did everything, and at the end of the month, it was time to get paid. The agreement was you get paid every single month. At the end of the month, whatever work orders you do, he, let's say if it's 60 bucks, he kept 15, the balance came to me essentially is what the agreement was, or whatever the numbers were. Um, it was time to get paid, and when it came time to get paid, he disappeared, I couldn't find him for a couple of days. He literally didn't show up to the office, wouldn't answer a phone call, nothing like that. So I kind of found a way to trick him to come into the office. I, I kind of cornered him, if you will, and then he was like, no, you, you, didn't, you don't deserve to get paid because you did everything wrong. I'm like, why would you wait 30 days to tell me I'm screwing up? It make any sense. So he refused to pay me. And I didn't know what to do, didn't want to call the wife up, so I said, you know what? There's a person he spoke about that was kind of like his enemy, if you will, in the business that he didn't like, and I knew where he was, so I went over there. I went over there and I said, hey, Here's what I do for so-and-so, um, but here's what, he, here's what he did to me. And he goes, okay, um, so what do you want me to do? I said, I want to come work for you doing the same thing for him. 
I said, just to stick it to him, because I'm, I'm petty like that. He's like, yeah, sure, come on. So I, he, said, he's, he said, I'm petty too. Let's do it. Said, okay, great. So I sat down. He had five, five BPOs. Like I told you guys, BPOs. He had five BPOs. And here's the deal. I said, I'll do those five. You don't got to pay me nothing. If I do it right, I get the job. If I don't do it, I'm going to go back to back home, get a job at Wawa's, whatever, and be, be out. Okay, sat there, did them, knocked them out. Told my wife, hey, uh, I got to stay a little bit late. Yes, I lied to her. Yes, I got to stay a little bit late. Got some extra work here to do and stuff like that. I won't be home till, till tonight, like 10, 11 o'clock. All right, no problem. So I knocked out the work about an hour or so. He goes, he looks at it, and he goes, is this what you did for him? Now, at that point, my heart just fell. I'm like, damn, I, I really was screwing it up, you know, because the way he said it. He goes, is this what you did for him? I'm like, yeah. He was like, you're hired. All right, guys, hope you guys enjoyed it. That was part two. Like I said, it's a four-part series. That was part two. If you haven't, please check out part one. Uh, that was released last week. Um, and I will see you guys next week when we go to part three. See you there. <laughs>